0: What it do, golf fans. Welcome back to the Turn Darks Golf Podcast. This is Liam. Alongside me is Jack. Jack, we had a fan favorite win this week. We had a big win.
1: Yeah, and I'm stopping you right there. There's not enough energy going on in this intro right now. We're about to head into the FedEx Cup playoffs. I need some energy here.
0: Go ahead. All right. Well, Tom Kim just freaking won it on his 15th ever tournament. 20 years old. 20 years old. The kid is the second youngest since 1950. 30 to win on tour and you i'm sure you know who the youngest is doesn't it ring it, about well if
1: it's not tiger then it must be sergio garcia
0: nope it'd be a deer run jordan Speith. yes so jordan Speeth won it at 19 um that was what 2015 uh, one of those years one yeah
1: because it was 22 sitting on 22 mil was i think 18
0: okay all right 18 i'm a little early on him then but the point being is tom kim is the youngest winner. Outside of Jordan Speed since 1931, it was mad impressive. So, obviously, with Tom Kim winning, Jack, how did your bets go? I know you had him in a few of the different areas. So, what were some of the high points and low points? And what were some of the crazy things going on with all those withdrawals?
1: Yeah, well, first off, I had a withdrawal in my bets, I had a withdrawal in my DraftKings, and I had a withdrawal in my Vandal. So, I got bit by that bug. Um, but, Tom Kim, not much to say. He just kind of put an exclamation point on his year, made the FedEx Cup with that win, and he has some crazy odds going in this week. He
0: he does. He's an exciting pick, a flashy pick. He's becoming a fan favorite. Um I, I agree. There were withdrawals all over the place. I mean, you had Webb Simpson withdrew, Hayden Buckley withdrew, Cebu Kim withdrew, Shane Lowry withdrew, and then took a PJ back on friday night so that he could play saturday morning so he didn't have to withdraw that was how crazy it was and it adam all started, long adam long withdrew and all of this or i would say most of these withdrawals and headaches came from austin smotherman who made double on nine on friday who made the cut go from minus two to minus one so all of a sudden 20 names that did not anticipate playing in the weekend all of a sudden were set for the weekend so w- what it better for you, DraftKings or FanDuel?
1: Uh, probably DraftKings. I scratched like the bottom of the barrel on all of the money in DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, okay. whereas I know you had success, so we'll get to you. Yeah. Um, DraftKings, thank God for back-to-back Eagles from Will Zalatoris because I had them in DraftKings. But I had Kim taking home the dub, Scott Stallings 13th, Callum Tarrant 27th, Svensson um, making the cut but doing nothing with it Adam Long withdrew 471 in DraftKings and then FanDuel Pendrith at 13th Kim with the win Callum Terran 27th Adam Scott kind of a boring understatement Siwoo Kim withdrew Adam Long withdraw so that was two withdraws in FanDuel but first 13th 27th with Meyer Major so can't complain
0: there you go. Yeah, you, you you got bit by the withdrawal bug, as I'm sure a lot of other people did this week. Um, I, I can't put too much into it all. Um, it's a little bit of, of a hectic week with all those withdrawals. I got lucky. I had one withdrawal on Hayden Buckley on FanDuel. But on DraftKings, I had Sungjae at T2. I had Russell Henley at tied fifth. I had Aaron Wise at tied 13th. I had Scott Stallings at tied 13th. I had Callum Tarrant at T27. And my long shot, Bo Hogue, was T47. So I I made six for six on cuts. It was a great week. I won a ton of money on DraftKings. Uh, I think I was top 100 on the the single-entry lineup. So that was another top 100 at the list. I have, I think, four of those this year. Uh, of course, the big winner still being the U.S. Open. That was a great week for me. That's awesome. Uh, on FanDuel, I had Sungja Im at T2. I had Adam Scott at uh, T76. I had Scott Stallings, T13. Aaron Wise, T13. I had Tom Kim, who won the thing. And then Hayden Buckley, who withdrew after day two. He made the cut, so I could have gone even better than um, than I did. But, of course, he didn't end up playing on the weekends. Still good. Still made tons of money. Um uh, Still, I think, tripled my money on that. So it it was a great week for me. I would say one of my better uh, DFS lineups of weeks. Hey, all money is good money. Oh, yeah. So what about you? What about bets? I know you did your five bets.
1: Yeah, we went three for five this week. Um, Unfortunately, you know, going three for five with the odds that we had, uh, we were up. We were up 0.26 units on the week, which, again, all money is good money. So Pendrith, top 40, minus 130 hit. Tom Kim -130 for top 40. Again, could we have played him at top 20? Absolutely, but yeah. when the odds are that good for 40, you take him. Sung JM top 20 -140 check. Adam Long withdrew, bit me there, and then Shane Lowry top 20. Unfortunately, he like I don't know what happened to him, but maybe that private jet got him jet lagged and he did not do well there. Yeah.
0: He was, he was a struggle. And then you had Sung too, right? That was a win. Did you say yeah, that? Yeah. So,
1: yeah, top 20 on that one. So, win. So, three for five. Unfortunately, with minus 140 and two minus 130s, the profit there was 0.26 units up over the two that we had to lose. But that's profit. So, obviously, yeah. you get your three units back from the victory. So,
0: that Taylor Pendrith call was honestly incredibly impressive. I was so worried about regression for him, just kind of going back to. I guess Norm is the word to say it because I he, he spiked so Back well two weeks to ago. Back so, so Yeah, so he did pretty well there. Oh, look at you pulling out, you know, cultural strong references. That's impressive for you.
1: Brandon was just playing that song five minutes ago. Tell <laughs> him
0: Gotcha. All right. That would do it then. Um, so you went three for five. I went two for three. Uh, I had Aaron Wise top 40 at minus 135. That was a win. I had Alex Smalley top 40 at plus 120. That was a win. Again, that home course lucked out for me. I think he finished uh, with the T27. Uh, and then I had Siwoo Kim top 20. He withdrew. It's it's unfortunate.
1: Brutal, but, but hey, 63% as a pod on our picks. That's yeah.
0: pretty good. So it was, it was a pretty good week for us. Um, a lot of these names that we were talking about, here on the top are going into the championship this week. So Sunje is going to be a popular name. Henley is going to be a popular name. Tom Kim is going to be a popular name, and then the last guy to make it in too, Ricky Fowler. He's he's in the field. He's always dangerous. So the man got to keep, so, keep an eye on him.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And then you know, one thing I want to point out since we're talking about FedEx Cups is some people did lose their um, PGA Tour sponsorship or their card rather. So, Bill Haas, Luke Donald, Brent Snedeker, Jimmy Walker, Zach Johnson, the Ryder Cup captain, Rory Sabatini, Charlie Hoffman, Big Rig, Harry Higgs. Some of these guys do have um, some type of, whether it be monetary or all-time winner, they do have exemptions to get back in, but those are the guys that lost their card this year.
0: Sadder names and guys that don't have exemptions that were extremely close are, again, Austin Smotherman and Justin Lauer. I think they were 126 and 128 respectively. Justin Lauer lipped out. He lipped out on 18 for a chance to hit 124, uh, which looking at it now, I don't know if it still would have kept him in based on all of the moving around. I think it would have, but it was close. So those are two names that they don't really have all those exemptions. Um so those are unfortunate, but let's hope those guys can do well on the Corn Ferry tour and come back up next year. Oh yeah. All right. You ready to go to uh to winners wild picks and then and then get into the uh Saint Jude?
1: Yeah, because I killed it. So go ahead.
0: All right. So for winners, Jack had Sung Jay with parentheses on Taylor Pendrith, and then he, you also had Si kim I just took Siwoo out because he ended up withdrawing. So it kind of worked out for you. You ended up having yeah. two anyways. Uh but Sung J was tied second. Taylor Pendrith was tied 13th. I did Shane Lowry with parentheses on Scott Stallings. That was a T83 and a T13. Pretty good week for us. Yeah, I mean, all things considered, good week. Of course, Shane Lowry's a little bit of an unfortunate one. But again, that PJ, you know, took a lot out of him. Uh, For wild picks, Jack had Tom Kim top 10 at plus 350. He had Siwoo Kim top 10 at plus 250. That Tom Kim win. Uh, put the plus 350 on a big old W. That's a very put that good wide. Dub pick. up. Put the dub, baby. That's a nice win. Uh I had Lee Hodges top 20 at plus 400 and Webb Simpson top five at plus 450. Both L's. Again, I'm okay taking uh taking those shots on those. their shots. That's
1: why they're crazy. wild cards.
0: Uh I'm gonna mention it. Davis Love missed the cut. He actually played even par on Thursday. I think it was plus two Friday. So he really didn't play atrociously. Like I feel like it was kind of anticipated just in my mind. I mean, he shot plus two. There were plenty of people that played worse.
1: And I do want to say one thing on your behalf is the entire day on Monday, you were texting me about Zach Johnson and then you fell off the ladder at the last minute. We have to point that out that you almost had the call of the year.
0: So I actually, I mentioned it last week on the podcast that I had to go up to Hayden Buckley because I couldn't trust myself putting Zach Johnson in the lineup in retrospect I win a lot more money with Zach Johnson in there but again I still went five for six on FanDuel six for six on DraftKings so it's it's really cutting hairs there but that's a difference in my mind of just trusting my gut in the future and knowing that Zach Johnson is Zach Johnson for a reason and you know sometimes I gotta I I gotta believe in what I initial my initial thought is
1: done well you always judge me for my gut so might have to recognize both of our guts going forward
0: Ah, uh, yeah I, got, I just got to trust the numbers a little bit more because i looked at zach johnson too and he was set up well for the course um I, so i had davis love in, in top 40 for plus 600 he was the cut and then you'd keith mitchell top 20 at plus 170 and he was t54th so that was a, an l as well yeah i mean those he, weren't yeah those weren't really in the cards those were just honorable mentions we both threw out because i like davis love so much all right we are going to the are you ready?
1: Oh, dude, I love this event. Love this event? All right. I um, even loved it when it wasn't a playoff event.
0: This this one has such a long title for me. It's the WGC FedEx St. Jude Championship at the TPC Southwind in Memphis, Tennessee. <sighs> All right, that was a lot of words. Uh, it is a par 70, totaling 7,250 yards. Last year's winner was Abraham Answer at minus minus sixteen. Uh, he will not be in the field this week, as as will five of the top ten finishers from the last season at this event, because of live. Uh, this event used to be the Saint Jude Classics when classic when it was a regular season event until 2019 when it changed to a WGC FedEx play, or WGC event. Now a FedEx playoff event. So be advised that if you are like me and you're a stats dude, make sure to look up uh, the course history and not tournament history. So you want to look at TPC Southwind, not St. Jude. Um, that's just f- for people like me that are nerds and want to look at the numbers. Uh, this course has seven long par fours on this course. All seven of those par fours are 450 yards plus. So if you want to look for a metric, you want them to be good on long par fours. Um, eight of the past 10 winners have led the field in strokes gained T to green that week. So. Pretty good be advised on that. Um, Seven of the last eight winners of this event have finished tie 15th or better at the year's final major championship. So the open. So you want to look at guys that are basically coming in hot um, or that played well at the open Uh, approach play is is extremely vital this week. Putting is significantly less important than usual. So you want to look for guys with great approach play. And then if, if they're bad at putting, it's a little, it's a little more doable to work around this week. Um, if you want the leaders in stroke to approach for the last 24 rounds, uh, look no further. You got Tony Finau, who's kind of obvious because he won two of those events, uh, and then Xander Shoffley is also good in his last 24 rounds. Uh, guys that with uh, elite ball striking and horrible putting who could thrive this week are like Will Zalatoris, Brendan Steele, guys like that. That's the range you want to look for in that. Uh, and one last thing: when making your lineup, just remember this is the top 125 in the tournament. So when we look at the 6K range, normally we'd sit there and say scrubs, and it would be like past winners and guys maybe in their 40s or 50s that are a little more out of their prime. This week, this is all guys that are top 125 in the world. So you can afford to do a little bit more of a stars and scrubs lineup if you really want to go down there and get the bottom guys. So you can get Scheffler, Rory, JT. What's up, Jack? But
1: with that being said, you could also do nine thousand nine thousand nine thousand nine thousand nine thousand and have six quality guys in your lineup
0: yes it's it's more a question of how you want to do it if you if you want to go high and and try and get some guys off the top and then hit some low guys that's that's a way to do it that i think works a little better than usual
1: yeah this one i think this next couple weeks plays more like a major in terms of getting your lineups in, just because there's a higher quality of field.
0: That's that's a good way to word it. Thank you. I I use a lot of words for that. So, all right, I just gave you guys an entire autobiography on uh, Southwind there. So that was a lot. That was a lot going on. But do you have anything else to add to that, Jack? Or are we going right into DraftKings? No, I'm going right into DraftKings because I'm trying to win some money. All right, let's do it. What do we got for uh, What do we got for the top 10K? Yeah, I'm doing
1: 10 and 11, so all the way at the top. All the way at the bottom, which is funny to say, John Rahm at ten, through Mar- Rory McIlroy at eleven. So there is a wide variety of golfers here that you can take your pick of the litter at. But go ahead.
0: Um, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna start off with Xander Shoffley. He is one of the best approach players on tour. Um, again, approach is important this week. He can stay relatively accurate off the tee as well. So I think he's a viable option. Um, of course, Rory I think is probably the number one guy in this entire field just because he's Rory McElroy. I really don't need to say anything. I don't need to say anything else about him. Just look at all of his finishes. He's got ten top tens this year. He's ridiculously consistent. Um, Cam Smith kind of scares me. He doesn't have the driving accuracy, and this is a course where if you get a little too errant off the tee, you can struggle. Now I say that, and Justin Thomas did win in 2019 doing that or 2020 doing that but i just don't love cam smith in this setup uh i do like patrick cantlay and justin thomas those are my two guys on the bottom here patrick cantlay's got really good recent form uh and then again justin thomas has a little bit of course history but he's also extremely consistent when it comes to playing on tour he's going to make a lot of cuts he's going to play really well you're going to see him in the first page of the leaderboard a lot
1: yeah so, Petra Kentley is my number one guy here. You're talking about, a course, par 70. The par threes are attackable. There's two under 175 yards. And you talk about the form going into it. Rocket Mortgage second, Open eighth, Scottish fourth, Travelers 13th, U.S. Open 14th, Memorial third. This is not a major. This is the yeah. Tour Championship that he's won. So, he's competent here. He knows what he's doing. This is my guy. But, again, we could say that about everybody up here. Cam Smith is probably the only guy that I'd have a hesitation about yeah. just because he went from open Scottish. And then prior to that 98, 48 and hasn't played in a professional event in almost a month. So it's the only guy I'm quote unquote fading, but he'll probably be in some lineup down the line. Cause that guy's super good.
0: That that's yeah. When I was saying my dislike of Cam Smith, that's, that's really what I meant. I just meant comparatively to the rest of the group. I think he's a little lower on my rankings, but
1: yeah. And then let's be honest here. You will never see John Rom be this cheap or this low on the ma- majority of the leaderboard. Probably within the next five years of DraftKings. So, I mean, I guarantee this will be one of those picks that's you have to second guess yourself. But he's pretty cheap here.
0: I, I think he's cheap, but I feel like I'm gonna, I'm saying that about three or four different guys, and I'll mention a few of them kind of down the road. Um, so when it comes to it, I'd rather not go for the cheap guy that up top. I'd rather find that the guy that's too cheap a little more down below and continue to stick with guys that I know will get the job done up top, like Cantley, like Rory, like JT, um, and then stick with you know, if Rom's a flyer, then Rom's a flyer. But if anything, he'll be a flyer and he'll be just as good as Cantley or JT.
1: Let's just talk about the fact that at the beginning of this year, if you said during the FedEx Cup playoffs, we'd be saying Rom is a flyer. We probably would have laughed at ourselves, but that's just the year it's been.
0: Yeah, I mean, unfor- unfortunately, I just it's it's the way I feel with him. He he just doesn't have the the game in my mind for this course. I know I'm saying that, and again, he's great, and I'm sure he's going to do well. But I just I, I can't get to him this week. So, all right, you ready to go to nine k? Uh,
1: yeah. Oh yeah.
0: As I say, if you if you thought Rom was underpriced at 10k, just take a look in this in this range. We got Fitzpatrick up top at 9,800, and then Victor Hovland at 9,000. So Um, so
1: yeah. Let's just start off with um, Cam Young. This guy is so consistent with his game. It's unbelievable. I think this is going to be a time where he really comes into form and shines. I think Fitzpatrick is going to be one of the most overvalued and overused guys, much like Cam Smith, that we talked about, he hasn't played since the open. A lot of the big time guys haven't. So some, something to be a lookout for, I mean, Tony Finau's last two events are win and win. So it's hard to ignore him, but Cam Young's my guy this week on that field.
0: I, I struggle with this range. Um, I'm going to I'm going to say right off the top I think this is totally an event that Zalatoris can win by the way. Mm-hmm. If, if you if you pick an, an event out on tour that makes sense for Will Zalatoris. That's not so, a major. It's not a major. He can get off the tee. He's got the like top 5 in approach on tour and would argue the field, best ball
1: striker this year.
0: Best ball striker on tour and he can't putt. Well, and on this on this course, you need to be able to get off the tee. Great approach, great ball striking, and nobody cares if you can putt or not. That's Will Torres. I mean, that it it fits almost too well, but I'm going to mention it, that that he is a great pick here. And it will make him popular this week. I think a lot of people, especially finishing well last week at the Wyndham. I will mention Tony Finau. Again, he went back-to-back wins. Those are his last two events he's played. He's hot right now. And that is incredibly nice to have going into the FedEx Cup because nothing nothing screams comfortable playing them like coming off two wins in a row. Yeah,
1: and the one thing we talked about with Tony Finau was it's not a matter of if he gets into form. It's when he gets into form, you know, for that middle meet portion of the year. He's coming into form. I mean, if you look what we talked about, it was like no bogeys for his last like or one bogey in the last 108 holes. He hit like 85% of fairways, like 90% of greens. Like you said, if putting isn't a relative stature here coming in this week, that is the statistic that you want to hear.
0: Yeah. I mean, again, I think he's got a chance. The last guy, I mean, he hasn't been playing. I feel like as great. And I say that in in relevance, comparatively speaking, of course, Jordan Spieth is kind of sneaky this week. I mean, if you see him on the leaderboard anywhere at the end of the day, Thursday, I would be shitting bricks. If I was another player. Cause he is just waiting for the spark to go, I feel like. And if, if he's up there this week, anybody would be dangerous to face him.
1: Yeah, and I think the one thing about Jordan Spieth that a lot of PGA Tour guys, and if you watch the game of golf, you know, he's never been that guy that's going to go out and shoot 59 his first round. He's always that slow, methodical guy. So if he gets off on the leaderboard in the first day, he's not losing it
0: exactly so that's why i'm like uh, it's it's a risky pick to go jordan spieth but i will i do think that will make him low owned so if you want to go on that round it's a great option
1: yeah i mean even his win he shot 69 the first day his lowest 18 hole round one of the year was 66 so there's obviously 66 i mean stupid good but there's definitely room for improvement there and if he gets on the leaderboard he's not losing it but um i know we can spend all day here but I am seeing a guy in the 8K range that shocks me that he's in this group. Um, so I'm sure we have the same guy. But Ju Young Kim, Tom Kim at eight, all the way up to Colin Morikawa Colin at eight seven. Kiss, take it away.
0: So, so Jack mentioned earlier that he felt John Rahm was underpriced at 10K. Colin Morikawa is underpriced at eight seven. Criminally. I mean he he won what two years, two years ago last week. He's, he, I mean, he's not that far removed from being a major winner. He's great with his irons. He's good off the tee. He's a solid putter, but again, you don't need to be here. He, he feels out of place in this price range. He, it, again, I'm going to get to him if I can on all lineups. And I, and I only wish his odds for betting were th- were this way. Cause then I would totally put him way more.
1: And, Yes, has Colin Morka now had the year that he had in 2020? No, but that being said, his worst finishes were in Scotland. So if you take Scotland away, he's doing fine. So at eight seven, this guy's one of the best ball strikers of all time. He's he's fine. Don't worry about him. And then Sam Burns, Sung J M, Billy Horschel, Joaquin Neiman, Ju Young Kim. I mean, this this freaking eight K range is unbelievable.
0: Sam Burns is a top 5 approach player on tour. Uh Sungjae Im is coming off two top 2s in his last 3 events, I want to say. Um H- Hideki is great for this course, but again, his injuries are always a question. Are yeah, you gonna, his, are you going to get full Hideki?
1: His last 3 finishes, two were outside of the hundreds. So, 153, <laughs> 68, 109 and then obviously great at the US Open and then another 120th finish. So it's just about whatever Hedeki shows up.
0: Yeah, I don't I, I I actually thought about putting him in my lineup but he's just too risky comparatively to the rest of the guys in this round.
1: Again, if you take the gamble, he is criminally underpriced again. So he's either going to get you like top 8 or 108. Like there's I, no
0: I do think he'll be under-owned as well. I don't think he will get a Oh yeah. So if you're in like a GPP where only the top, you know, one or two percent win money in your tournaments, if you throw Hideki Matsuyama in there, you could walk away winning, you know, 10k, or you could finish in dead last.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure.
0: Um, yeah. Again, Tom Kim at 8k is, is low. I'm a, I'm a little worried on Tom Kim now. Yes, I'm,
1: he's new. Yes,
0: he's new. I, he's new. But he's also played what seven, eight, nine weeks in a row now. I think eight weeks in a row. I know he's twenty, and yes, he's new, and like, it. it I know that he's young, and he doesn't care, and he's excited to play. But I, I do think that this. It, it seems a little
1: like the Davis Riley effect.
0: Yeah, it seems a little, a little hot. Like we're, we're all getting turned on to him a little bit too much. We're all a little too hot and bothered by, by Tom Kim right now, um, and I understand why but I'm a little worried it might wear off eventually.
1: Nah, not this week. I got him in my lineup, so maybe uh, next week. Yeah,
0: exactly. I mean, I, I kind of hope I'm wrong, but I'm a little worried, so I might I might hold off on him a little bit this week and let everybody else bet him. But I understand it if you want to. Yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> All right, good on this range, or do you want to talk about what, Lowry, Horschel, Neiman, any of those guys?
1: No, because those guys are always going to be solid and always going to be an option. Yeah. Um, you know, Neiman, I'll just say one thing about Neiman is outside of his European finishes, um, open Scottish only one event I think he's missed the cut all year, which was the Scottish, um, and maybe the Honda, if I remember correctly. But this guy's on a tear, all these guys are options, so you know, yeah, Honda.
0: Yeah, Honda, yeah, Honda's the one he missed. So, all right, we'll, um, we'll scoot past that 8k range, we're gonna go down into the 7k range. It's absolutely giant, uh, it's got Max Homa at t- up top at seven, nine. All the way down to, hold on, give me a couple minutes, a dozen, so seven, uh, Adam Long, Emiliano Guerrillo, Brennan Steele, Gary Woodland, Jason Day. Oh.
1: So yeah, let's just start off with Max Home. I mean, he's the clear choice here. He will probably be so over-owned just because a lot of people, I think, are going to start getting in their lineups, starting with top-heavy, you know, ROM's 10K, I can afford to do that and then go lower. He is really undervalued. I know I've said that a lot just because of the stacked field, but he's Mr. Consistent this year. I love his price along with Russell Henley.
0: Yeah. Russell Henley is my big name here. Um, He is also top 10 in field and strokes gained approach last 24 rounds. He played really well last week at the Wyndham. So he's got good form coming into this event and he fits really well with his approach play on this course. So Russell Henley is my lock in this top of a seven K range. I mean, I'm going to, I'm gonna throw him in there each time. Oh, you want me yeah. to keep going?
1: Oh, keep uh, going because I know you got one other guy that I thought I was gonna talk about and be smart, but I know you have some information on him.
0: Who was that? Like, oh, Ches Ches Reebi. Where's he at? I don't even see him. You don't see Ches He's seven one. Oh, seven one. All right. So, so Ches Reebi is seven one. Um, he actually has the best course history of anyone playing this week at TPC Southwind, um, and he is in the, the perfect. Form coming into this event to do it. I need to look at his pre- his past couple of uh, couple of events. So he was T eight at the Travelers. He won at the Barracuda. He was T forty nine at the 3M. He was T forty seven at the Wyndham. Yes, he missed the cut of the John Deere Classic, but I mean we can we'll, give him a break. Yeah, we'll give him a break on that one. He's been making a lot of cuts, and again, winning at Barracuda a few weeks ago. He's in good form. So I'm going to Chesapeake again this week, and I think it'll be a good choice.
1: Yeah, I think a couple other guys, I mean, Brian Harmon's always sneaky in these big time events. He's always going to find his name in there. Scott Stallings has been playing phenomenal golf. Um, But one of the guys that, for whatever reason, every time I cross his name, I'm like, oh, that's interesting, is Brandon Steele. I just think he's going to be a really consistent player. I'm not saying he's going to win, but I think if he gets right in that 30 range, he's sitting nice and pretty, and I think he'd a perfect guy to round out your lineup. But when you get to the 6K range, which is not a 6K range in terms of this field, there's yeah. some guys.
0: Yeah. I agree. I like Scott Stallings. He, he was probably my third guy in this in this range. I'll say Alex Noren, too, just for the uh, for the sake. Alex Noren's always a great choice. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the 6, 6K range is actually not that much of a 6K range. There's a lot of sneaky names in here. Do you want to start it off, or do you want me to get into it? Take it away. All right, I'm going to start off with... Callum Terran at 6,600. Uh, he is coming off of great form recently. If I could never get to him, there we go. So he was t- T6 at John Deere, he missed a cut at the Genesis, uh, Scottish Open, T22 at Barracuda, T7 at the 3M Open, T20 at Rocket Mortgage, and T27 at Wyndham. So that's five top 30s in his last six events he's playing extremely well and he does have great ability to go off the tee not that it's a vital stat here but his approach is not bad either he's pretty middle of the road in that and at 6600 he is somebody that's really great to throw in at the bottom of your lineup so that way you can maybe go up and get a couple of those guys at the top of the range
1: done and i have a guy right at 6600 too to piggyback off that stewart Sink. If you think about like what do you think his one weakness might be?
0: Driving distance.
1: He led the two, he led the tournament last week in driving distance with 330 yard average.
0: Good for him. Think about that's that. A, that's a pride.
1: So he's he's consistent. I think he's a sneaky pick this week. Um, I think that his event at the Open um, has been the only downcast I'd say in his last couple months of golf here. So he could be a sneaky pick, maybe not to win, but. Again, if you're looking for a guy, like you said, to round out your lineup at the sixth spot, he's definitely an option.
0: There you go. Um, I will mention two more names in the 6,000 range. Uh, I'm going to start out with Trey Mullinex. Now, this is a low flyer. He is an interesting play, we'll just say, to say the least. He won here back when it wasn't part of the WGC and it was a weaker field, but he did win at the Barbasol recently. And he has two additional top 30s after that win at the Barbasol. So he's got decent uh, form coming into this event. He's played well here at this specific course in the past. And at 6500 he's extremely cheap. Um, at $6,300, i am going back to the well and hoping that he's going to do well. I'm going to Hayden Buckley again. He played well last week. Um, so he was... Uh, he withdrew with a wrist injury so i don't really know what that means i mean like it could be the same way that like webb simpson or anybody else withdrew when they didn't think they were going to make the cut um but he played or he had his best strokes gained approach in his last eight tournaments last week and so Hmm. he would have made the cut and he had a great chance of doing it but unfortunately it just didn't work out because he had to withdraw because of a wrist injury i'm saying that in air quotes because i think he just left to get ready for this so at 6300 he's Probably the only option below 6,500 I really want to get to.
1: Yeah. And then the last guy that I'll point out in the 6K range is Taylor Moore. His last two events were five and six. So this guy's coming into this week really, really hot, really, really good. So, again, if you're looking down here, this is an option. I'm not saying it's the option, but it is a option for you to look at.
0: I I almost forgot. Um, This is a TPC course. So our boy TPC Lee. K. H. Lee is at sixty seven hundred. So if you really want to follow that and get fancy, that is not.
1: I'll be looking questions. for a bet from you for him.
0: Uh, you know, I should. Let me look real quick. He might. He, he might have some wild plays. Might sneak in
1: into a, a bet here. Kick.
0: Oh yeah. So all right, Jack. How about how about you run through a while I look for a bet and and talk to me about your DraftKings lineup.
1: My DraftKings lineup might be. One of the more shocking ones, because I always talk about, you know, going after, being safe, go get your money, six for six on cuts. I think I went pretty aggressive this week. So, Scotty Scheffler at ten eight. I have Cam Young at 9-3. I have Ju Young Cam at 8. Max Homa at 7-9. I have Brandon Steele at 7 and Taylor Moore at 6-8. Oh, Boom. Wow. Boomer bus is right there. That's definition right there.
0: Yeah, I mean, that is... That is a lot. So, all right, well, we'll see how that one works out for you. It'll, it'll definitely be interesting. I apologize. I only heard a little bit of that because I was looking at my uh, KH Lee bet that I'm 100% thrown in. <laughs> um, so, on my DraftKings, I am starting up top with Xander Shoffley at ten I'm going Justin Thomas at ten I'm doing Sungjae M at 8-5. I'm doing Russell Henley at 7-8. I'm doing Callum Terran at 66 six, and Hayden Buckley at 63. Wow. Oh yeah. So four guys that I think have all have the capability to win this event and then I, I mean really two flyers. Let's not kid ourselves. It's uh it's it's two flyers, but I it's two flyers that have been playing well.
1: Yeah, I mean if you feel confident with it, then do it. Yeah, why don't you get into your FanDuel? You're already talking.
0: Sorry. Uh for FanDuel, I have Rory McIlroy at 11.9. I have Xander Shoffley at 11,000. I have Colin Morikawa at 10.4. I have Russell Henley at 9.9. 9. I have Scott Stallings at eight, nine, and I have Callum Tarran at seven, eight. So few of the same names, but again, I am big on those guys. I'm big on Xander. I'm big on Henley. I'm big on Callum Tarran this week. I need them to do well. And I'm going to win a lot of money.
1: Done. And I, I, I sent you a picture of this fandale lineup. That's how cocky you was. I like was this deadly. a lot. It is deadly. So JT at eleven five, Sung J at ten three, Russell Henley nine nine, Max Home on nine seven, Ju Young Kim nine seven as well, and Scott Stellungs at eight nine. That's dangerous.
0: It, you and I took two very different strategies. Uh you went middle of the road. I went kind of not boom and bust, but I mean, I had three guys above 10-4, which I think was your top guy. So just two kind of different mindsets on how to do it, and one of them is going to work. So one of us is going to win some money. All right, and with that done, let's get into our bets this week, Jack. What are we looking at? Do we got we got five bets for the St. Uh, June. Oh, yeah, Jude? yeah? yeah. Um, as much, much as I'd like to up? bet.
1: No, I, I think that if I continue to bump it up for one week, I'll just, I'll continue to do it for majors because I can't stop myself and I'm ag- aggressively going okay. Um, but five bets this week. I got Max Homa, top 40, minus 135. Ju Young Kim, top 40, minus 140. I have Christian Biswedenhout, top 40, minus 100. I have Cam Young, top 20, plus 135. Patrick Cantlay, top 10, at plus 150 with um not actually betting it but an honorable mention something to look out for with two par 3s under 175 yards hole in one for the week is minus 130 hmm. so there's a good odds of that as well
0: i like that throwing one out there that we don't normally see so a hole, hole in one with two with two par 3s under 170 yards okay yeah. so
1: it is hard just cuz we do record this on monday when the preliminary odds are out and then they do provide matchups and etc. on Tuesday, which is unfortunate, but
0: I get it. Well, I like some of those picks. I'm surprised you didn't mention the first guy I'm going to say here, because I know you liked him as much as I did. Um, I still have my three bets. I'm doing Chez Reeve, top 40 at plus 110. I'm doing Scott Stallings top 40 at plus 120. And I'm doing Aaron Wise top 40 at minus 115. Those mm. are my three bets for the week. I like all three of them. I think they've all got good form coming into it. And I like all of them in terms of approach play. So
1: done. Well, hey, nothing like some good plus odds to start the week.
0: Yeah, exactly. So I got two guys at plus, one at pretty much even. So it's a it's a good problem to have. But do you want to do winners or wild picks? We won wild picks last last Yeah, week let's with start you, wild picks you, Tom Kemp. All right. Well, now now that I've added KH Lee into mine, I now have three. So what are we
1: Oh, okay. So well, since you, you... to take,
0: take get rid of one or what?
1: No, no, no. You, i I had some written down. Let me go ahead. You read your three and I'll, I'll do my third in
0: a second. Well, all right. So let me clarify. I got one that's at 190. So should I just take that one out? Cause that's not that, that's not that wild.
1: No, it's probably Max Homa top 20. Let's be
0: honest. No, it's Trey Molyneux top 40. <laughs> all right. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> all right. Let me take that one out. No, no, no. I was going to say you could keep it. No, 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 no. I'll take, I'll take Trey out. That's fine. All right, so my two wild picks, I'm going to do Will Zell Torres top 10 at plus 220, and I'm going to do KH Lee top 20 at plus 500. What's what's his 40 odds? Uh, I think it's like plus 170. Dude, (laughs) why would you just take that? Because that's no fun. Oh, yeah, plus 160. That's no fun. That's not a wild pick. You know he's getting 21st now. Plus, plus 160, I cannot in good conscience call that a wild pick, all right? Uh, I mean, all I've, right. I've, I've, I've seen you and I have odds that are plus 160 in our legitimate bets. So it just feels illegal. I
1: got a play. plus 150 this week, so. All
0: right, well, I'm going to call you a wuss then, but what do you got?
1: <laughs> well, that was for Patrick Cantlay. That was my real bet.
0: Oh, all right. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: My two wild cards, I'm starting out with Patrick Cantlay. I am super high on him this week. I'm I'm going all the way. I have him in a regular bet, possible future bet, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But my wild card pick, Patrick Cantley, top five, plus 300. And then Cam Young, top 10, plus 275. So two big names. I'm looking for some guy to get the leaderboard this week.
0: Cam Young, top 10, was was what odds? 275. Plus 275 for top 10. You are big on Cam Young and Cantley. If those guys, if either of those guys struggle, you're uh, going yeah. to have a tough week next week. You,
1: you want me to just follow up with my
0: winner's picks really quick? Yeah, is it, is it Patrick Cantley and Cam Young? Uh, yeah, uh-huh. Okay, just <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Patrick Cantley and Cam Young for Jack. Yeah, let me say
1: know. it a little more exciting. Yeah, so my winner's picks this week are, and this might come as a shock, Patrick Cantley and Cam Young. Not Shaker. to be confused with Cam Smith.
0: Never, never would have guessed that you would not Patrick Cantlin, Cam Young. You only have a wild pick about them. You have bets on them. You have them in both lineups. Yeah. Although I I did
1: for whatever reason, this is just for fun. I'm going to throw this out. Um, I originally wrote down Mark Hubbard because I was like, there's going to be a chance that some guy just comes out and just blows the field out. So just for fun, I had Mark Hubbard written down that's not my pick. I just wanted to throw that out
0: there just in case he goes out and wins it. You're going to laugh at me. I almost threw out like Scott Stallings again, just, just for the, uh, I thought about, I didn't, but I also thought about it. Um, So my winners, my winners picks this week, I'm going Xander Shoffley or Russell Henley. I think Russell Henley could be extremely dangerous this week to win this tournament. He's just so set up well for this course. That I I have I have good faith in him that he's gonna do well.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. I think those are both, um, especially the Shoffley pick. If he gets into the form that he should be playing at, that dude is such a good swing. You're in, you're sitting pretty.
0: Oh yeah. So that's the goal. Uh, man, Jack. What outside after this week, we got seventy people left. Next week, we're going. You know, it's just it's just ending downward, and then we'll get into President's Cup.
1: Well, right now. I can speak for myself with that last week. I'm officially, I went back. Um, I actually got the official tally. Remember how I went back and did estimates. I found the notebook. There you I go. am exactly at 40.02 units up for the podcast. So if I can finish up 40 or positive, I'm happy going to the next year because we'll start over brand new clean slate after the FedEx Cup last
0: I'm currently 4.78 units up. So if you want to add mine in there too. What was it? Just so I can keep it. 4.78.
1: Well, hey, let's make a goal. Right now, we are at exactly 44.8 units up. Okay. If we can end the pod, this might be a stretch. For the next four weeks, get 50. to 50. Oh, boy. I mean, hey, no, pressure. no eight months ago, no one knew who we are. This is a crazy ride. Thank you guys for tuning in. Seriously, this has been incredible. We are approaching 50 units up on a podcast that we're doing for fun. We're enjoying it. Plus Liam's been killing it in daily fantasy sports. So go follow him. Cause I've been scratching bottom of the barrel and pennies. Yeah, you have been doing 100. all the
0: bets. So we, we ying and yang it very well. All right. I, I do decent in the DFS side. Jack does very well on the, uh, on the bet side and it works so, out.
1: Yeah, it works out. So let's, you know, ride with us. Let's get to 50 units together and start clean and go for a hundred next year.
0: Uh, I'm here for it next week. We got all year. We're going to get that whole fall swing. It's going to be the last year of the fall swing. Do you, do you have any thoughts? We haven't, we'll throw this very quickly here in the end. Do you have any thoughts on these schedule changes kind of being made within the PGA Tour? They're moving everything into January. It's kind of moving some of the tournaments around.
1: Hey, as a golf fan, I love more golf. I mean, it's as simple as that. I do think that it'll take some adjusting too much, like when the FedEx Cup was being redone, where people didn't really understand why, you know, Roy Mackler was starting 10 shots ahead yep. of another guy. It didn't make sense at the beginning. Now that we've done it, we understand it. I think this year will be no different and what's going on. But, you know, after it's gone through a year, everybody will love it. But I think those big money events will be fun to watch.
0: Oh, I agree. I think those will be pretty fun. And then I'm curious to see how it'll contend against all the, the live changes now that they're doing a big full field year of a bunch of events. I think it'll make it extremely fun to see how they go head-to-head against one another on some of those weeks.
1: Bold prediction. I think that if LIV continues to make headways that the PGA tour cannot deny doing a potential Ryder cup style event with them as much as they don't want to do it. If guys keep going and going and going and going over, there's going to be a point in time where it might be a necessity. Do I think it's realistic? Probably not, but I'm just saying if they continue to do what they did this year for the next year, there's a chance.
0: Yeah. i it. Again, I understand what you're talking about. They just don't want to, they don't want to give live any more of a platform Because if they win, yeah, it just looks bad. I mean, PGA has no interest in lifting up live as a platform right now for a golf tour. And that's that's really all it is to it. My biggest question is, is they the few players, uh, Matt Jones is the one that sticks out to me. But there's him and two other guys that have actually filed in a grievance to try and get into this field this week. If they get in this week, then it'll kind of open up the door and really see what all what is all happening in terms of live golfers trying to get their way back on a tour, which I just, again, I find hilarious because they all left because they wanted to play less golf and now they're trying to play more golf. Yeah. But besides um, the point.
1: I'll just throw my final thought on that is when this was going on, I completely agree. If I made the FedEx Cup, I'd want to be in it too. But with that being said, you knew when you were going over to this other tour, what was going on. It's not like there was a blanket statement that, you know, that you may not be able to plan this. And then last week they said, Oh, you can't come. They knew this from the day they signed the contract and probably a month or two prior to sign the contract. So it's interesting to see. And I'm curious to see how it plays out.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, it, it'll be interesting. That information should come out in terms of a verdict on Tuesday at uh at noon pacific time so i guess today when this podcast gets released so if it's, a- it's afternoon on the pacific time then uh you should know if they're coming to play in here or not and then i theoretically think they'll get added to FanDuel on draftkings at that point yeah
1: and then i do have one last thing to say even though this is a long episode i just got one last thing it is thank you nick faldo if yes. if you were a golf fan you cried i i was tearing up that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen especially after Vin Scully, rest in peace. Um, just makes you realize these commentators, you grew up with them just as much as you do with the players. So thank you, Nick Faldo.
0: It was great to see some of the uh, the tributes and then Jim and everybody else who really who really kind of you know praised him and showed some of the highlights of him along the way on Sunday. It made it very enjoyable to watch in an otherwise nice blowout by Tom. So it was fun week. I'm uh, glad that we can all enjoy the window, but let's go out there and win a bunch of money at St. Jude and just go crush it this week and then come back and continue on this playoff run
1: road to 50 baby
0: road to 50 let's go have a good one everyone
1: deuces